0: Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Primetime on Football Friday. 1080 the fan. Professional football in America is a special game. A unique game. Played nowhere else on earth. It is a rare game. The men who play it make it so. This is a Football
2: Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you
0: by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app. Follow 1080 The Fan and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more.
2: That's going to make the freaking difference
0: between winning and losing. On
2: 1080 The Fan. All right.
0: Welcome back
3: to our second hour of radio broadcast uh, coming up here on Football Friday. In the news, I have uh, very big Terry Porter news today. I didn't
4: know there was big Terry Porter news.
3: Well, that's what you come to me for. Yeah, that's why I have you. Uh, we also have Joey Harrington coming on our show today at 5.30. And then, uh, you know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. From there, we'll have the club and the usual bit. NHL
4: um, skills competition going on right now. I know you're excited about oh, is that. It?
3: Well, I was wondering. Who is this, by the way? Uh, the band there? Glorious Sons? Anybody? No, i never heard of them. Do we know who the Glorious Sons um, are? So we have all three All-Star weekends in the next two weeks, basically. I mean, we have... Pro Bowl this weekend, or Pro Bowl games. Pro Bowl games. NHL is this weekend, apparently.
4: You are correct. And
3: the next week, we got ne- the uh, next the weekend is the NBA. Yeah. Did you happen to
1: hear the glorious audio that came out of this NHL All Star Weekend already? It's the greatest thing, you- Michael Bublé. Yeah, we've got it. If and when we want it. Yeah, it's. Well, it's let's a- play it. It's what are incredible. you talking about? I don't know. What you're so here is the scenario: they they do what? one of those like celebrity games, like they have, and so they have musicians and Playing other hockey? athletes come and play like pickup hockey yeah. or or some sort of a competition, and then they interview him like in a press conference afterwards. Will Arnett was the head coach of one of these teams. God, I love him. And Michael Bublé is an avid hockey player. Plays Damn. fantasy hockey, he plays pickup hockey, and here's what he sounded like at the podium. The answer is no. I will not be the oldest draft pick. The Vancouver
4: Canucks have ever taken at 48 years old. Go I know ahead. you and you. You're a really good hockey You got good hands, dude. You have got silky mitts, my brother. You are the first person who's ever told me that. Because I'm the first real ever hockey fan.
0: Dude. My buddy told me, this is just a microdose of
4: mushrooms. And he was lying. <laughs> so I'll be honest. I thought I was in Blades of Glory for most of the time that I was out there. <laughs> until it sort of settled down. And then I realized, holy I am at the NHL All Star Games. <laughs> we live.
1: God,
3: what? God bless yeah, Bublé. Bublé, uh, oh my. Yeah, Uh not taking a
1: microdose, God. but a full dose of mushrooms <laughs> before the event. <laughs> We've all been there.
3: That is fantastic. Yeah.
4: Uh, I Tri- have not been there. Tripping ball. Bo- then you're missing out because let me tell you something. I've never even been ice skating, ever. Well, I just say, uh, as a uh, fungi enthusiast myself from time to time, If you've ever uh, partaken in mushrooms on a somewhat regular basis, (laughs) we've all done it where you take a little more than what was intended
3: and... And the snozberries taste like taste like snozberries. It happens. (laughs) How great is Michael Bublé? That is fantastic.
4: Yeah, it's the best thing to come out of an all-star game ever. And
3: there's
1: more audio. Like we don't have it, but there's minutes out there of him rambling about his fantasy league and stuff that no one understands or cares about because he's just
3: all high as a kite. High. That is great. And he kind of talks a little bit like a. Well, he's Canadian. Well, I know, but he kind of talks. A, it sounds a little bit like he's talking like a nineteen fifties, right? like you know, like a you know, kind of like a crooner would talk. The answer is no. The answer is no. I will, will not be the oldest draft pick. It sounds like the Vancouver Canucks yeah, have never taken a sounds in like Judge Smell. You and you, you and you. Well. dude, that is great. I want more. high Michael Bublé. I'll find some more and, and see if we can dump it in the system.
4: Yeah, it's just uh, you great. gotta be you gotta be careful. And when, so, when you just you always when someone says hey, it's a microdose, just be aware that it. it
3: you know. Well, you know that dude is laughing his ass off. <laughs> like, watch this. Boo Blaze about to play in the NHL celebrity game. I'm gonna tell him it's a microdose. Boy, I'll
4: tell you what. If you do do that, that's dirty pool.
3: That <laughs> is. I don't think it is. I that's, think it's great. That's dirty pool. <laughs> yeah. Especially knowing he's going up at oh, the podium. You know. Gosh,
4: yeah. When you do that in. You do that in, in, in a public like place, like most of the time. If you're doing mushrooms, that's what's for the woods, like your backyard. You know, I did them at Disney and it didn't end. That's when I, I had to run out of the Muppet 3D Adventure because I got freaked out. Like it, it happens. You got to be real careful when you take them in public space. <laughs> take them in public spaces. It can, uh, it can go sideways on you.
3: All right. The last question from the College Football Friday Fun Bag is this: uh, If Kirby Smart is now the best coach in college football mm-hmm. with the retirement of Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh.
4: And it does feel like that. Well, is, Harbaugh leaving. Yeah, it kind of feels like a universal... Yeah,
3: I mean, it's probably Kirby. Like, if I said, who's the best coach in college football now? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be Kirby Smart, right? Yes. Who's number two? Well,
4: it's weird in that um, it it should be Dabo. I mean, what he did... But it's not. But it's not. And, and, and it's just... It's weird how quickly that that has... Has gone away, but I mean, if you would have asked this question five years ago, it wasn't Kirby Smart, it was Dabo. Dabo was that next guy, and I, cl- I think clearly he has fallen off. Uh, he's fallen off, and you know, I, I know Lanning gets put in a lot of categories, but I always ask, like, what is Lanning won? Yeah,
3: he hasn't done enough, yeah, I, yet. he hasn't done anything. Does hey, DeBoer get in there? I mean, I, I don't I mean, all he does is win,
4: all he does is win, but again, he's he's done it two years at, at the highest level. So that's a no? I think, I know this is going to sound crazy. Uh, Uh-oh. I think it might be Kyle Whittingham. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I, and I know he hasn't won championships, but if you asked me, just you, you didn't say who's the best program builder, or who's been the most successful. You asked me who the best coach is. I think it's Kyle Whittingham. I really do. And then yeah. after that, I think it's a, it's a bunch of dudes mixed in there. I think you can throw in... Like I think you can throw Dabo should be in there. I think Brian Kelly's a very good coach. I think Mike Gundy's a very good coach. I think James Franklin's a very good coach. But, you know, of of people that have won national championships, outside of Kirby, Dabo, Jimbo's not coaching anymore.
3: That tra- might be it. I'm
4: trying to think of anyone else. Mac Brown's still around, right? He's still in Carolina, but Mac's not, you know, he's not there. So I think it is it, it is more open. Than, than you realize when you start looking through there, which is why, if I'm saying, if, the, if that list is 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 Dabo, Kelly, Gundy, uh, James Franklin, Lane Kiffin...
3: See, I think it might be Kelly. Yeah? Brian Kelly. And I, I hate to say that because he's an ass, but yeah. it's either him or maybe Ryan Day. And yet... They're Ryan try- Day is really good. And yet they're
4: trying to run Ryan Day out of uh, Ohio State.
3: Well, he's got a... I mean, you do have to beat your rival. I mean, Ohio State has you know, major expectations, but Ryan Day is really good. I mean, Jim Harbaugh didn't beat his rival for like four or five years. That's and then, right. he, stuck well, around and one then he won title. a title. Exactly. But that's
4: crazy. They were trying to run Jim Harbaugh out of town too. Yes, they they, were. they made him take a pay cut.
3: But then he won a title. And then so, he won a title. I, I, and I think Ryan Day is fully capable of winning a title. Yeah. So I think Ryan Day is top, you know, he's top three, four coach.
4: You know, do you put Sark in there? Do you put, again, I'm I think, not as in love with Sark as everyone else. I'm not necessarily either. And, I know it's weird because it's only been two years, but if if most people have Dan Lanning in the top ten, and if Dan Landing's in the top ten, then Caleb DeBoer is in the top five or six because he's beat him three times. Yeah, he's actually won the conference. I hate to say this,
3: but I think DeBoer's probably top five
4: coach. Yeah. He probably is. Well, again, if if, if we're just saying if we're saying smart Kelly, I I put Whittingham. After that, I think everything is open to interpretation. Does Norvell get in there with with Florida State? He's good. I don't know if he's
3: top five, but he's good.
4: Yeah, it's that's an interesting question. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that, but it does feel like it's uh, it's pretty open. And if Ryan Day is a is a top seven or eight coach, or some people think a top five, crazy to think I, if he does not beat Michigan this year with more and with the exit of Harbaugh, I think Ryan Day. Who, by the way, take a look at Ryan Day. He's turning into Steven Seagal, and it's really weird. Yeah, it's he the the beard and the hair and like the the widow's peak. It is he's got weird late Seagal vibes, and it's creeping me out. If day if day gets uh beat by Michigan this year, I think Ohio State pulls the trigger on him. I think they fire his ass, which is crazy. The text line yelling at
1: us, Lincoln Riley over and over again. Oh, Kiffin. there you go.
4: And yet that even that. I mean, really? Even that. A lot of the I'm not show saying they're two, right. I'm just
1: saying that's come in a lot.
4: Well, before before USC, uh, R- Lincoln Riley absolutely would have been thought that. Well, he certainly accomplished a lot. Yeah, and then after the two USC years, everyone's kind of like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I don't know." It's so fickle. I it really Kirk is. Kirk Ferentz
1: deserves consideration for what he's achieved with his sons offense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and climb out of my ass for a while.
4: Kiffin. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, I think Lane's better than than a lot of people. What an exciting time! And yet, I don't think he gets the the love. Like if I was Ohio or if I was uh, like Alabama, I thought Lane Kiffin made a lot of sense. But you know, you can't argue with the boar everywhere he's been. Dude wins. All
3: right, uh, there's uh, uh, we're gonna have to put a wrap on college football talk. Okay. All right. We got to get to John Harbaugh. Now you have been baffled and puzzled and stymied. I can't figure it out.
0: It's the
3: daggumest thing. It's the daggumest thing. It haunts me. You've been thinking about it all week, what John Harbaugh, what his game plan, him and Todd Monken's game plan was against the Chiefs. Yep. Well, today, John Harbaugh had his final press conference in Baltimore before Mm -hmm. they go on vacation. Yeah, before they shut it down. And I'll tell you what he said, and we'll see if it's satisfactory. All right. Because that was the first question he was asked. Thank God. Like, what asked? the hell?
4: <laughs> that would have been my question. Excuse me. Uh, what the John, hell? Uh, I got a question for
3: you. Uh, what the hell? And I think he
0: would have known what yeah, I was talking he, about. Yeah,
3: everybody in the room would have. Uh, so that's next on The Fan.
0: What the f*** are you talking about, man? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing
1: gets between you and the game.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
3: All right, Terry Porter, Blazer's legend, is selling his mansion and everything must go. That story next on in the news. Uh first, uh John Harbaugh uh had his final press conference in Baltimore.
4: Yeah, the exit uh the exit interviews and, and whatnot.
3: Yeah, seems a little late. Yeah. Because just the next day, I don't know what they were. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing all week. No, but um, trying to come up with an answer for what the hell. His so the first question that was asked to him was, <laughs> "What the hell was that? <laughs> what was what was your offensive approach yeah. against the Chiefs?" Um, the t- so I'll just read this to you. This is from Pro Football Talk. Yeah. Uh, the team's running backs only ran the ball six times in the game and they only had 16 rushing attempts as a team, which has led to a fair amount of criticism of their game plan. On Friday, Harbaugh noted that the team had RPOs and other plays that could be runs or passes depending on how the Chiefs lined up, and that Kansas City's early offensive success limited their time of possession while forcing them to play from behind. While that provides some explanation for the, uh, for the approach, Harbaugh went on to say that quote, sometimes you need to be willing to get big and run the ball, end quote, because the way things played out is, quote, not going to win an AFC championship game, end quote. Uh, I would like to point out that in no
4: way uh, does that satisfy me at all. And it's the same crap. That that falls in line with what he said right after the game was sometimes those games just happen. Do they no, put, they
3: don't. Do you think they put too much, um, uh, what would be the word, uh, um, control in, in Lamar, I because Lamar, maybe Lamar a lot of those RPOs. That's the only
4: thing I can think of. But you would Lamar think at, just... you would think at some point. And, they they, were... and
3: I will say, one, I'm sorry, but one one thing that I said uh, the day after the game that I think is shockingly low of mm-hmm. a number yeah. is that at seven minutes left in the third quarter of yeah. that game, yeah. Baltimore had run twenty five plays. Yes, that is shockingly low. Yeah. So they, he's right about the time of possession thing. Yeah, but allow me to counterpoint,
4: uh, Mr. Harbaugh. So you've been seeing eight man boxes all year, and by the way, I looked. Kansas City's not running nine man boxes. No one does, unless you just there's no passing game whatsoever. You don't do that. Kansas City was running seven and eight man boxes, which the Ravens have been seeing all year. So I asked the question that when your running backs have been getting twenty six plus carries every game. Against stacked boxes, why exactly in this situation with RPOs, and that you decided that, according to Lamar Jackson, that you couldn't hand the ball off, and the first two times that you did run the ball, you ran for 15 and 26 yards a pop. It makes no sense. And by the way, if you allowed Kansas City to dictate whether you ran or pass, you got out, coach. You look like a bunch of schmucks. That is the that I think that's a top three pass defense. You can tell I'm upset about this still, and not like I bet on it. You're a top three defense in the in, in the passing game, and you're the 28th best run defense. You think maybe you wanted them to to throw the ball? You you think perhaps? And Baltimore just accepted that. Baltimore just accepted. And by the way, how does that account for the fact that you ran G, you ran power G twice again in the first quarter? And got 40 yards on those two carries and look, never ran that play
3: again. The way I the way I look at it is I think what he's saying makes sense to a point. He he is saying, okay, here's here's the way the game played out. We did not have the ball much. Yeah. When we did, we had some RPOs, we chose to throw. Yeah. Okay. And that that's fair because they did only run 25 plays. Yeah. Where my biggest criticism is once you got into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a close game. And we're way beyond the 25 plays. They're now starting to get more possessions because their defense is getting the ball back from Kansas City. Yep. They still didn't run it. Nope. And they had every opportunity, every one of those drives to kind of okay, we're still in this. Let's reset. Let's go back to the run game. You know, and they never they just never did. Yeah. I get how Kansas City maybe got them discombobulated early in and, and Jackson as well. But after halftime. And then certainly in the fourth quarter, man, that's where it's like, dude, you, are you not, we're not watching the same game. When you, when you face some adversity early on like they did,
4: almost the universal thing in football is how do you settle a team down? And, and by the way, Kansas City's moving up and down the field in the first half. Your defense is struggling. How do you settle that down and make sure that your defense has a chance to breathe? You run the ball. Let me also point out the fact that San Francisco was down by a lot more than what Baltimore was down. And what did San Francisco keep doing? Run the ball. When 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 you are predicated on play-action pass, like Baltimore is, like San Francisco is, when you take away... The play action, and and you just tell the other team, we're not going to run the ball, it makes you one-dimensional. And you're not very good at that dimension. Lamar Jackson isn't a bad thrower of the football, but he's not a guy that's going to stand back there and pick you apart. And yet, on early downs, now if you want to say third and six, sure, throw the ball all you want. But especially in the first half, 70% of the time on, on first down, you, you threw the ball. That's inexcusable. It's inexcusable, and and Harbaugh even said it, where he said that's not going to win championship games.
3: Yeah, they got out, his, they got out coach. Here's his last quote. He says, uh, "quote When you look at the way the game played out, you can understand it from a football perspective. But once you get through all of that, you come back. You want to run the ball against the Chiefs. There's no doubt about it. And we did want to run the ball against the Chiefs. We weren't able to get to it." End quote. I just I and that's all I have. That's I, all he said. We weren't able to get to it
4: yes you were you just didn't and that's my thing I can live with if you tried to run the ball 25 times and early in the game and it just it wasn't working they just were throwing the kitchen sink at you offensive line wasn't working there just weren't holes I can live with that you never tried and when you did try early you had success it is just the damnedest thing the only thing I can think of is they were convinced that their quarterback was good enough to just say, "Screw it, we're gonna we're gonna show you different than what we've done all year." We know you're gonna try to load up on the run and watch this, and it didn't work, and it got away from them, and they were too stubborn or too stupid to go back to it. It's it is the most egregious game plan and execution of 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 a
3: plan that I've seen in the twenty years of doing this. All right, uh, Terry Porter would like you to buy his underwear. Oh, that's. I don't think it's going to fit. He seems a little right. Seems a little small. Big guy. Yeah. Uh, so that is next. Here's Buck with SportsCenter.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
3: Alright, moving right along here on a big Friday program. It is February 2nd, 2024. It is time now on our show for In The News. I am your noted newsman. Hello, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, America. Please be seated, ladies. It is Tater Tot Day. Love a good tot. You not so much. No, I love tots. I don't hold any ill will towards tots. Unless they nearly kill you. You're not traumatized? No. No, it's a freak thing. Uh, For those who don't know, I almost died via tater tot. I choked on one in a restaurant. (laughs) Closest you've ever been to death, you think? Dude, it was Uh, was not good. It was dicey. It was hairy. Do you think it's the closest you've ever been to death? Yes. Well, I mean, it's hard to know. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean. (laughs) Probably? Consciously, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was looking at the floor going. This can't be how it happens. That's where I'm dying. (laughs) By the way, I was uh, having a drink with a buddy the other night, and he told me that he had, he, um, he, he related to my tater tot story because he had a near-death experience. Do you care to guess what he choked on? Carrot. Grape. Advil. Oh, <laughs> that seems rather... What? How do you yeah, pretty small. choke? How do you choke well, on Advil? Well, he didn't... So it's, it's less choking, but it, it went down his... It went in his... Um, Windpipe. Trachea. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, it's a little flap that goes... Yeah. There, you know.
3: It went down the wrong pipe. Yeah. So he said that... He started. He he was god, This is weird, and um, he started getting lightheaded. Yeah, and then it he he kind of felt it shift. Oh boy. He had two of them. Yeah, and he felt it shift, and then all of a sudden he couldn't breathe. Oh boy! Ooh! Yeah. Start feeling the pain. And- yeah, and so he said he. <laughs> well, long story short, he heaved one out. He <laughs> through the seriously through the hind leg, huh. heaved one out. The other one stayed in there. And then you know, of course, you get to, you go to WebMD, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, dude, do how I do? do I get? To- yeah. That that is no joke, like, because those things can get into your lungs. So <laughs> you just let it dissolve, or what? what well, do you-, you do. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing you could do. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, um, I don't know what he ended up doing, but he didn't. I mean, he he could breathe better. Yeah. Once the first one was up, yeah. but the second one just, I guess he, I don't. I don't know what happened to it. That yeah, well, happened I mean,
1: to me with a gobstopper in middle school was it's terrifying. Just, just,
3: uh, you had a yeah, yeah, gobstop- gobstopper chilling in your lungs?
1: Not, well, no, it, it got stuck, like, right at the top of the trachea there, and I could feel it there wedged, and I could still kind of breathe through it. My breathing was, like,
3: cut off partially, though. Well, but isn't that your esophagus, though? Like, it's going down the right tube, it just gets stuck. That's yeah. different. That's what happened to me. Yeah. That's what happened this to me, This went down the trachea? This the, went the all the trachea. way down? Yeah there's, the trache- oh. yeah,
4: there's a little flap that goes back and forth, and, and you know, sometimes... Yeah. It, you know, if it goes the other way. Well, And,
3: and I'm surprised that it doesn't happen more often that well, people, and it does. Like, you, every once in a while you swallow water yeah, or whatever, yeah, and it yeah. gets the wrong <laughs> pipe. But um, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often that stuff goes down the wrong tube Advil. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. the,
4: the body's not supposed to let that happen. That's why the, you Exactly.
3: Know. So how well, does, that's, that's what's interesting is I that it does a pretty good job of making yeah. sure that doesn't happen. How does that happen? Couldn't tell you. What did he do? <laughs> Probably screwed something up. It's his fault. What's the matter with his flap? Well,
4: and it was sad, but I didn't, I didn't say anything, but like two or three weeks after you had your tater tot thing, someone called me up and I did not be like, hey, Rob almost died of a tater tot, but a guy that I went to church with uh, choked on a piece of steak in his hotel room and they found him the next They found him the next day.
1: And I think you guys have mentioned this, but they, they often say that um, a lot of people die alone choking because they go to the bathroom Correct. out of embarrassment.
3: Correct. You know? Yep, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. So when you're choking... Stay in the dining room. Yeah, don't do that. Alert people. Yes. And they'll help you out. That's your best chance. Or if you're by yourself. Chair Heimlich. The chair, yep. You got to throw your your sternum onto the back of a chair. Hard. And it's going to hurt. But hopefully you
4: better to break a rib than
3: it is to yeah. choke and die. It is also Groundhog Day. Uh really? Punks Phil. Yeah, you know, you didn't know that? I didn't know. Was, normally that's all over the news. It is all over I the didn't news. Yeah, see I saw it. it all over Twitter today. So
1: this year it seemed like they were running the saber metrics on Punks at Tony Phil. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Phil is losing us money. Yeah. Uh Freaking I saw Phil. that his Phil's hit, horrible. His hit percentage is just under forty percent since two thousand thirteen. You are not winning money with Phil. punks. Well, you know, but the today, hashtag
4: he, fade Phil.
3: Is that what it is? Well, I mean, why wouldn't you? If he's hitting less than 40%, I'm fading Phil. I've so seen
1: he, baseball enthusiasts say it would get him into the Hall of Fame, though, hitting 390. I mean, it's
3: true. <laughs> so he did not see his shadow, which means an early spring. Hmm. Therefore, hmm. based up. on his his percentage, crappy track it's breaker. the other way,
1: right? So we got a 61% so, chance yeah. of uh, more <laughs> six more weeks of winter. Right. Freaking A. New
4: Mexico.
3: I have big Terry Porter news. This is big, guys. Yeah. Did you guys see this yet? Well, he's selling his underwear. Terry Porter has sold his mansion. Uh, Of course, former Blazer Terry Porter. Uh, Blazer, great. Milwaukee,
4: Buck great. San Antonio, spur, great. University of Portland. Portland, great. He went to some school in Wisconsin, right?
3: I don't know. He has sold his Dunthorpe residence, Mm -hmm. his mansion, 5,868 square feet. By the way, Dunthorpe just sounds like it has mansions. Oh, know, it does. It sounds sounds prestigious. Yes. Dunthorpe. Dunthorpe is nice. Yes. And so beginning tomorrow and Sunday, everything go. in the house yeah. is going to have a price tag, and anybody can go buy his stuff. Yeah, it's just an estate sale. Is, Pretty, Ter- is Terry uh, struggling, or is this just he wants no, to clean? No, I'm guessing. Uh, see, this to me is genius. One, you're Terry Porter, so you know a lot of people are going to want your stuff. Yeah. But two, can you imagine? So they've lived there 10 years. Yeah. Or uh, 15 years. And there are thousands of items in there. I'm guessing it's one of those things. My wife and I went through this because, you know, we're very rich. And we have a, you know, 15-year, 5,868-square-foot mansion. Yes. Um, Downsizing is great. Mm -hmm. And getting rid of things is great. But can you imagine the, just the, oh, my God, the... um, dread of having to move all that. he yeah, And he's terrible. rich enough that he's probably just like, and he and his wife are probably like, you know what, let's just get furniture at our new, I mean, who knows where they're going. Yeah. Maybe they're going south or something. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I just think this is going to happen more and more, uh, particularly with people that have a lot of stuff, is they're not going to take a lot of stuff with them when they move. They just sell it. Yeah, and Or the, just sell it with the house. And by the way, I mean, everything.
4: They've got... Everything. On, uh, I was Oregon Live or KGW, you get Like, they, they have photos. I mean, you can buy Terry Porter's Instapot, you can buy Terry Porter's uh, <laughs> zester. Yes, he's got a bunch of. There was. I'm trying to remember. There were there were bobbleheads and not like nice bobbleheads, like random bobbleheads. As, as so, they're there.
3: saying his most desired professional memorabilia and game worn gear. Yeah, are going with him. He is taking a lot of that stuff with him. Sure. Outside of that, they said everything is gonna have a price tag on it like yep. there's 10,000 items yeah. Tiffany uh, Chris, uh jewelry Tiffany and Company jewelry crystal uh Nike shoes um I mean my god it, and it's all listed here
4: yeah dude and like I said the, there's, there's like, even a car there was like 90 photos on on Oregon live that has it it's it, honestly and I'm not trying to like it just looks like a big garage sale. Like, well, that's what it is. Yeah, I know. But like you would think with like Terry Porter, I think people are going to assume that this is like
3: super, like, it just looks like a garage sale. No offense, but. So they said the address of the estate will be disclosed at 9 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> first come, first serve. At pdxestateservices.com. Front doors open at 11 on Saturday and close at 4. And on Sunday, they're doing noon to 4. It is first come, first serve. There will be a limited number of people allowed in at one time, and the flow will depend on how quickly people come in uh, in and out. All but one room will have items for sale from rugs on the floor to art on the walls. No registration is needed. All items have a price tag that is asking less than retail. There is a $22,000 Italian chandelier Mm. in the dining room. There it is. They have priced at (laughs) $4,800.
4: Now, is any of this like a Grazie negotiable or is the price the price?
3: Uh-huh. This says there will be no negotiating oh, okay. on the first day. Oh. On Sunday, everything remaining that is priced $100 and less will be 50% off. Okay. If an item priced over $100 doesn't sell for the full price on Sunday, lower offers will be reviewed mm. and the highest bidder will be notified that afternoon. All right. Man, they're dialed in here. Well,
4: like when I'm looking, do you want a Dwayne Wade Marquette bobblehead doll? I do not. Well, like that's my point is there's a bunch of crap at these sales that never sells. Why would anyone buy a Dwayne Wade Marquette well, you, bobblehead? You don't because know. it's, it's, cause it's cause Terry Porter's. Yes,
3: you don't. You, you're you're looking at it through your lens. Why no. would anyone anybody buy any crap at any garage sale? It's because one man's crap is another man's treasure. Isn't that the the whole saying? Yeah, but so would you. Would you buy
4: a Dwayne Wade bobblehead just because Terry Porter owned it? Me, no, but someone, Someone yes.
3: Yes, of course. That's part of why it's genius what he's doing. He knows he's Terry Porter. He knows he's got a bunch of fans that are going to go and swoop up his stuff. Give him a bunch of money for crap he doesn't want. I'm intrigued to
4: go on Sunday
3: and and just see what's what's sold. You're going to go, aren't you?
4: I kind of want to go. You're going to go. And I'm not going to buy anything. I just want to see. I bet you do.
3: No. I bet you stroll
4: through that house and go, ooh. I just want to see. I can't believe this stuff's going to (laughs) sell.
1: I also am interested in what the turnout's going to be like. Is it going to be dozens of people? Is it going to be hundreds of people? Hundreds. You think so? Yes. Multiple? You think 200 people? Yes. Hmm. I am fascinated by this. And then also, the people watching will be fantastic. What type of people? Yeah.
3: Well, there'll be a lot of looky-loos. Now, I I would say that... a lot of golf equipment, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. See, I think if you strolled through there, you'd be like, Ooh. Ooh. You pick up something. <laughs> what I. I'm going to buy an extension cord. You love a good deal. I'm going to buy an extension cord because it was Terry Porter's extension cord? No, but you're going to find something that you like and want. And you'll be like, oh man, I've been shopping uh, although for Although
1: I do like that concept where you're, you're basically like, well, I mean, if I'm going to have to buy a toilet plunger anyways, it might as well have a exactly. cool story behind it. This belonged to Terry Porter. Got his turds yeah, out of there.
3: That's another thing. People are going to love to buy things and tell everybody that they know. Yeah, like mundane things. I kind of like. Yeah, give, See me, give me the, blender the first right or whatever, that blender right there. That blender was Terry Porter's. I'm going. I'm going.
4: I want, I want to wander through this. <laughs> I'm going to see what's the most obscure thing I could buy. If there's a puka shell necklace that what? I see here. Yeah. There's a puka shell necklace on here. Where's Adam Bjornsson when you need it? Exactly. Maybe I'll buy it for old Banana So this says, himself.
3: highlights of the estate sale include men's and women's luxury fashion and designer clothing from Saks Fifth Avenue mm. and other high-end shops, sporting goods, especially golf gear, worn Nike, Adidas, and Converse athletic shoes, housewares. Kitchen items and electronics, quality and name brand furniture. Um, selected by Porter's wife, Suze, mm. who is an interior designer with incredible taste. Says here. You mentioned that did you
1: mention you could buy his car on here?
3: Yep. There's a 2020 Mercedes-Benz E-Class E450, not owned by Porter, <laughs> and with the about 24,000 miles on it. Why is it and, and it new be, tires
1: apparently. It will
3: be offered uh at a minimum bid of $60,000. What? Who is art Who is going to this and being like dropping 60 Gs on a Mercedes? Art signed uh art, signed books and other original work by black artists and authors such as a hardback copy of Secrets of the Negro Baseball League by former player Dennis Biddle. Okay. Handmade ceramics Figurines and other decor accessories. Got to give me some of that. I'm, I got a crisp
4: twenty dollar bill in my pocket. I'm going to go there and see what I can get for nineteen bucks,
3: Terry. How about this? There is a whimsical Easter bunny shaped Arthur Court design wine bottle cooler. Well, I mean, why wouldn't I want that?
4: What's that going for? I do like whimsy. And a there must are, have for entertaining in you know, the
1: Northwest.
3: There, are, that's right. And there are retired patterns of Mackenzie Childs used. Oh, there are retired patterns of Mackenzie Childs used in napkin rings and Christmas things. Mm. <laughs> now it's getting more and more vague. Yeah. And tons of Fitz and Floyd holiday collections.
4: I will also tell you that, uh, according to my research, there is a Scott Pollard bobblehead as well.
3: Hmm. Did you see any of the golf gear in there?
4: Yeah, but it's hard to what some do you of the got? some of the stuff they didn't zoom in well. It's just like in the garage amongst the box of extension cords, there's like big uh like stacks of, of golf clubs that are just leaned against the wall.
3: Yeah, but they're all all probably fitted to him though. Probably. But I bet you they're nice stuff. He's tall. Can't use that.
4: Yeah, they're all that looks like they're they're just there's like six sets that are all taped together. Yeah. I don't know. Are you going
3: to bid on his uh, Terry Porter's Playboy collection? Terry Porter has a Playboy collection? Well, I'm sure he does. Well, I would hope so. What man doesn't?
4: <laughs> yeah, he's an he old. He said everything must go. He's an old school guy. That's right. All right. Yeah, maybe I'll go buy some classic Euro porn.
3: Well, anyway, that's tomorrow. And Sunday. And Sunday. And I, I'm telling you, I'm that's go- a good idea. I'm
4: going Sunday so that I can wheel and deal.
3: <laughs> you're going to go, and I guarantee you're right. going to buy some. We're going to see what happens. I'll report back on Monday because
4: I had uh, nothing to do this weekend. uh, I'm
3: putting it in my notes to follow up on this.
4: I'm going to check this
3: son of a gun out. I bet you don't get in. You're telling me there's going to be a... a... Dude, I bet you don't get in. No way. I bet you that parking... First of all, parking's going to be a nightmare. It's in Dunthorpe. You ever been up there? No, not really. And you're not
1: allowed to park in the driveway. I have
3: two mansions up there. (laughs) It's it's a nightmare. And yeah, you can't park in the driveway. Nah,
4: man. M.I.R. says that he's got a friend that lives two houses down from Terry Porter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to park there. Oh, I, nice. I got an in. to park nice. there, and I'm
3: gonna swing on over. You could copter in. I'm getting in. I'm getting in. I bet you don't stand in line. You won't do it. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. If there it's is, gonna be a line. If there is a line, I'm out. I may be
4: is, wrong. Is there a burger place around there that I can ditch? Because I'm not. I'm not waiting in the
3: line. I may be wrong, but I think this is gonna be wildly popular and successful.
4: I'm going the other way. And you I'm, think it's not? When I show up on Sunday. I'm going to say there's no line, and when I go in there, 75% of the stuff is still there.
1: Okay. Texter makes a good point. 100 random people will show up to a garage sale on a Saturday. 500 no, people are going to show up to this.
3: No question.
1: I kinda, and I kind of agree with that, too. It's going to be a you have a, a five-hour window for a garage sale, you're getting yes, 100 people.
3: It's going to be a zoo. Yeah. They know what they're doing. These people do this all the time. The company you hired to put this out. put this out there. And he's Terry freaking Porter. Yeah, we'll the see. city loves him. People, are, There's going to be so many bozos that show up there thinking they're going to see Terry Porter. He's probably already in California. We're going to see Terry
4: Porter's puka shell necklace. <laughs> Although someone in on the Vancouver 4 text line saying, I gave it away. We're now in a bidding war for that puka shell necklace. <laughs> Someone's going to buy a puka shell necklace because it was Terry.
1: I don't buy it. It's going to be you. It's crap. Stocking stuffer for your favorite Blazers fan. <laughs> That's I'm right. going to buy
3: it for Danny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did he wear it? Yes. Boy. Good stuff. I mean, this is something else. All right. Um, we got to go. Raise your hand or honk your horn if you've ever been to Flora Spa in Lake o. Not me. Okay, me neither. Uh, that's next on The Fan. All right, time for one more story here on uh, In the News, Feb 2, 2024. Um, I was asking you if you've ever been to um, – Flora Spa in Lake O. Uh, Have you looked at me? What about me says Flora
1: Spa, Lake Oswego? I mean, I don't know. Spas are delightful. I think you'd enjoy. Everybody loves a good spa. You've had like a pedicure before, right?
3: Yeah. Come Uh,
1: on, man. No. No?
3: Okay. No. And you like Asians? no, no, no.
4: I've never had a manicure. I've had pedicures. I think you'd enjoy a spa treatment. I do like Asians. Is this an Asian place? It is. Mm. Um, What kind of Asian place? Well... Is this a Robert Kraft sort well, of situation? Well. Orchids of Asia? That's I think that was his spot.
3: Well. Uh, this? Uh, could you give me the address so I know how to not go there? So it's right across from Starbucks on Boone's Ferry in Laco. So it's just off of Cruise Way. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, well, there's a good teriyaki spot right there that I like to go to. It has been busted for sex trafficking. Mm. Rat farts. Yeah. That's the that's the Multiple. bad that's the bad kind of sex. You can't yeah. you can't you can't do the trafficking. Mm. Multiple people were arrested. It's a long term investigation into this spa. Authorities said it was a front for human sex trafficking and a network of human sex traffickers. The two women in charge were arrested. Um, Zhao Ping Chen and Lihua Lin Kelsey on charges uh, that include promoting prostitution. Um they give uh, Asia Mashad's parlors a bad name, and that's just, uh, it's not okay. During the investigation, police said they discovered the spa, and multiple people were involved in a multi-jurisdictional trafficking operation with suspects across multiple states. Ooh, so we got the feds. The feds. Yeah. Yeah, this is a big one. Right there on freaking Boone's Ferry. I know, that you seems know?
4: more like an 82nd Avenue sort of thing, to be honest with you. I wouldn't necessarily think uh, that you know it would, it would creep into Lake O. but let me just say this. Leco has perverts, too.
1: Yeah, text line, uh, realizing this, the Kelsey brothers are involved. Or at least the Kelsey family. What's what? You, you said one of the people's name was Kelsey. Last name was Kelsey. Oh. So that's what you read. Yeah.
3: Oh, well, it's spelled different, but yes. Well, that K- it, K- it, it,
1: my ears perked up and so did the text yeah. line. So. We're like, whoa.
3: Hey. K-E-L-S-E-Y. Uh-huh, there you go. Yeah. But anyway... Um, well, there are perverts everywhere. Let's just be yeah, fair about yeah. that. Well,
4: I mean, you think you think that the rich, when Robert Kraft got busted, we, like that's all you need to know about how uh, widespread the massage parlor uh, situation is. Robert Kraft is worth what four billion dollars, and is that all? Yeah, whatever he's worth. I don't know. He's a he's a billionaire several times over. Robert Kraft was going to 11.1. 11. 1. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. So if you want to ask who goes to those places, lots of people, including someone that's worth 11 well, billion dollars. How do
3: you know? Help help me out on this one. If you go to these <laughs> yeah. uh you know. There's nothing wrong with uh, the services. Yeah. But how do you know about the trafficking part? You don't. That's the, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of dudes that are going, oh, my God, I got a handy at Flora. Yeah. And now I'm freaking out. Yeah. You, you I, know what I'm saying? I like, how I, do you know that? I don't
1: know how you know. I mean, it just. You wouldn't. You don't You're want just that. taking that risk when you do it, I yeah. guess. <laughs>
3: Is that right? It's like buying. Well, that's a risk it's not like, worth taking.
4: It's like buying a diamond. I'm guessing most do you, don't think about that risk. Do you, do you know that you're buying a conflict-free diamond when you buy a pair of shoes or like are those sweatshop shoes? You don't know. It's no, just, you mostly
1: just think that diamond looks nice, and you're going to choose to not think about it. Yeah, you are just you're rolling the dice, and you're you know. Wow. You're like but thinking, then it
3: implicates you, doesn't it?
1: Not I mean, if you want to
3: go uh, plead negligence. You know, I didn't know. Well, I guess Kraft got off, but he's got a bunch of money. Yeah. Well, he got off a couple different ways. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but and maybe if the people didn't know, then it's on the business and the people who are making the.
3: Yeah, do you, if you're a John in one of those places,
1: and you don't know that that and you don't, being, yeah, yeah like, I don't know. They're I, not going after you. They're I going think after so. the
3: syndicate. No.
4: And by the way, if if you're going in there and, and you're like paying with a credit card or whatever, I, that's on, it's on you. That's on you, buddy. You need a hat down low and straight cash. Like what?
3: <laughs> that how that. Yeah, I think
4: that's how that works. Brother, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Well, they've shut it down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's, there's one of those right by where I get my beard trimmed. And the best part about it.
3: It's, now, when you say one of those, what do you what do you mean? It's because not every one of those no, is is an operation for sex trafficking.
4: No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's a it's a trafficking operation. I'm just saying. What are you saying? I know what goes on at that yeah, place. You,
3: a little rub and tug. Let yeah. a
4: little. And how's this, your father? Yeah. So it's it's right by, <laughs> it's, it's right by a restaurant, and it's right bloop, bloop, and it's bloop, right bloop. by where I get my my beard trimmed. And the best part, the hands down the best part. Is the incognito way that dudes try to slip into the- <laughs> slip into that place? Because you'll park, and it's like a little strip mall area. It's right by my house. And watching the guys kind of do the dun, 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 just hanging out
1: on, the looking like it's a wander, and then kind of a slip in.
4: don't mind me. Uh- and you can sit there and kind of look at them, and they're like, "No, I'm not gonna make it." And the moment you turn your back, they just-
3: they're gone. <laughs> ducked in the door
4: (laughs) no one no one i've seen 20 people walk into that place over the years i've never seen anyone walk in there with any sort of confidence or or like (laughs) oh yeah i'm going in here no 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 it's a spy versus spy collar up fedora on hunched over (laughs) kind of doing a sideways shuffle
3: that shouldn't be nah i just own it yes own it well I mean, yeah,
4: and yes to the person who's saying uh, the the text line knows exactly what, the place at which I'm talking about,
3: <laughs> and it is very clear. I now know of one as well. Yeah, it's in Beaverton. Yeah,
4: dude, there there's lots of them. I one I da- mean, I,
3: I only know because somebody told me.
4: <laughs> yes, of course. My daughter once asked me. We were walking uh, in downtown Vancouver, uh, BC, not not Vancouver, Washington. We were walking. And it was after a Canucks game, and it was like 11.30, 11.45. We were walking back to the hotel. Big, big light-up massage place. And she looks at me and goes, Dad, what sort of massage is open at 11.30? Tell you what kind, honey. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> this is time to have that conversation.
3: <laughs> Here's somebody who says they work at the Clackamas Court. In yeah. this case that we're talking about is the hot topic out there. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, it's yeah. a big operation. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, like
4: the trafficking thing is a big deal. When uh, I got a buddy of mine who's a uh, cop, and when you go and like ride-alongs, there is in in his precinct there is a, an entire division for human trafficking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I also just, think when bad. it comes to a place like Lake Oswego, there's probably a little more pearl clutching and ex- and excitement about it too. Yeah, it's like in Westland when
3: that <gasps> van was caught driving around. <laughs> right, and it was an Amazon driver. Yeah, it was an Amazon driver. But some but, girl got scared Yeah, because it was a van. Ah, we don't allow vans here. We deliver our packages in an Escalade, for God's sakes. All right, that's in the news, Feb 2, 2024. The Hot 5 at 5 is next on The Fan.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
2: Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?